It's Tuesday, May the 5th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, an $8 billion fund for a vaccine and mixed news in America. First, the world in brief. The leaders of the European Union and dozens of states and donors pledged 7.4 billion euros, 8.1 billion dollars, to fund the fight against COVID-19. Most of the money will go towards developing a vaccine, the rest to finding a cure and better testing. More cash could be forthcoming. America declined to take part or say why. A pity, said Norway's Prime Minister. President Donald Trump revised upwards the projected American death toll from COVID-19 to 100,000 from his previous forecast of around 60,000. On the same day, the country reported its lowest daily count of deaths in a month, still 938, helped by falling fatalities in New York. The government says it now plans to borrow $3 trillion to mitigate the economic effects of the virus, around 14% of GDP. Japan's Prime Minister Abe Shinzo extended the country's national state of emergency to May 31st because the number of new coronavirus infections has not fallen enough, although he promised to lift it earlier if the situation improves. The number of reported deaths from the virus in Japan remains comparatively low at 542, but the Prime Minister warned that medical systems in some regions remain strained. GE is cutting around 10,000 staff from its aviation division, a quarter of those employed there. It is the latest grim announcement from a sector incapacitated by a collapse in travel demand. Last week, Rolls-Royce, an aircraft engine manufacturer, said it too is considering swinging job cuts. British Airways, meanwhile, wants to axe a third of its workforce. Final data showed manufacturing activity in the euro area took a big hit in April as factories were closed and consumers stayed at home amid the coronavirus outbreak. IHS Markets' survey of purchasing executives fell from 44.5 in March to 33.4. Anything below 50 indicates contraction, its lowest since the survey began in 1997. Readings were lowest in Greece, Spain, Italy and France. J. Crew filed for bankruptcy, the first big American retailer to seek such protection because of the coronavirus pandemic. The clothing brand became synonymous with preppy looks teetering on glamorous and had a fan in Michelle Obama. But recent sales had slumped. The company will relinquish control to creditors and convert about $2 billion of debt to equity. And Spain's Telefonica is reportedly in talks with America's Liberty Global to merge O2 and Virgin Media, their respective British businesses. The combined mobile and television company would be valued at almost £28 billion, $35 billion. Liberty would raise debt to pay Telefonica cash in the proposed 50-50 joint venture. A deal could be announced on Thursday when Telefonica reports its first quarter earnings. And now, here's today's agenda. Mousetrap, Disney and COVID-19. Disney delighted film fans yesterday when it added The Rise of Skywalker to its streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Today, it will release what promises to be more of a horror movie in the form of its quarterly earnings. Disney Plus has added more than 50 million subscribers since its launch in November as locked-down families seek distraction. But the pandemic has not been kind to Disney's other divisions. Film production is suspended, and with cinemas closed, blockbusters such as Mulan have been delayed. Disney's TV networks have been hit by lower ad revenues, and in the case of ESPN, the lack of sport to show. 
Worst affected are its theme parks, shut, and cruises, docked. They were responsible for about a third of the company's operating profit in 2019, but this year will generate only about 15% as much, one analyst estimates. Only a vaccine will get things back to normal, and that is far, far away. Hands across the Tasman, creating an Anzac bubble. She is New Zealand's Prime Minister and leader of the country's Labour Party. He heads Australia's Conservative government. But today, Jacinda Ardern will join a video meeting with Scott Morrison's cabinet to discuss how the two countries might cooperate on COVID-19. Amid the global pandemic, Ms Ardern and Mr Morrison find themselves in enviable positions. On Monday, New Zealand recorded no new cases of coronavirus. Just 20 people have died from the virus since March. Australia's rate of infections has dwindled and it has been able to ease social distancing restrictions and reopen some beaches. On the agenda for the unprecedented meeting is the possibility of creating a travel bubble that would allow Australians and New Zealanders to cross the Tasman Sea without a two-week quarantine. Ms Arden warned that any such arrangement would not be put into place immediately, and if rates of infection increase on either side of the Tasman, the bubble could burst. Grand Theft Auto – Angela Merkel resists her car makers Chancellor Angela Merkel and her senior cabinet ministers, including Olaf Scholz, the finance minister, will confer virtually today with the heads of Germany's three largest car makers about how to help the country's most important industry. Led by Herbert Diess, the boss of Volkswagen, along with his counterparts at Daimler and BMW, the firms are lobbying the government to revive demand with a buyer's premium of several thousand euros for both petrol-powered and electric vehicles. Mrs Merkel and Mr Schultz are unenthusiastic, especially as VW is still planning to pay shareholders a dividend. Opponents of the carmaker's idea argue that it merely persuades customers to bring forward car purchases, meaning sales will decline next year. Moreover, it will help the better off disproportionately while subsidising a technology in decline. Better to raise subsidies for buyers of electric cars, which would incentivise makers to push on with their electrification and get more carbon-neutral cars onto Germany's streets. Judgment Day – Quantitative Easing and German Law this morning, eight red-robed judges on Germany's constitutional court will rule on the legality of the European Central Bank's public sector purchase programme, a quantitative easing scheme under which national central banks buy government bonds. The Luxembourg-based European Court of Justice, asked to opine by the German judges, has already approved the PSPP. Few analysts expect the German court to reject that verdict fully. Yet its ruling today might still ruffle feathers. First, the judges could establish tests for ECB programmes that PSPP would pass, but that might trouble a 750 billion euro, 818 billion dollar bond buying scheme the bank established in March to combat the coronavirus crisis. That could spook markets and trigger further legal challenge. Second, merely by hinting that the Bundesbank might have to answer to two legal masters, the German court would undermine what is supposed to be a central principle of the EU. In matters of law, what Luxembourg says goes. Tourists, we need you. Business in the Balkans. A chill wind is sweeping in from the Adriatic. 
This week, Slovenians, Croatians and Montenegrins may be enjoying relaxations to their COVID-19 lockdown regimes, but for their economies, it is a race against time. With every passing day, hope is dimming for this year's tourist season. All the eastern Adriatic economies are vulnerable. In recent years, tourism has contributed 15% of Albania's GDP, around 20% of both Croatia's and Montenegro's, and 13% or so of Slovenia's. Hundreds of thousands of jobs depend on it. The region's governments have instituted measures to help. Still, Croatia's GDP is expected to contract by 9.4% in 2020, while Montenegro's could shrink by as much as 8.9%, Albania's by 6.9% and Slovenia's by 8%. Unemployment used to drive people from these countries to seek work in Western Europe, but even before the lockdowns, compatriots in places like Austria and Germany were losing their jobs and starting to head home. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Soren Kierkegaard, who was born on this day in 1813. The tyrant dies and his rule is over. The martyr dies and his rule begins. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.